Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. I'm the one called Junior. And today's sponsors are EBXYA and Adam Stone. So, Tyler is back and feeling better than ever, which is fantastic. He, uh, we all know, you know, he... He had the Rona. He's good now. He's okay. That's the best that um, we could ask for. Did you have enough TP, man? I had enough TP. <laughs> yeah, don't you get uh, diarrhea with with um with Rona? Okay, I'm not gonna make this gross. During the end, you could tell my body was cleaning itself out. <laughs> ah, you're pooing out the Rona, huh? I, it wasn't bad. Nothing like 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 nasty poops, but you know, a little softer than normal. I guess I could say that much. <laughs> softer than normal. Did you record it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Although, okay, I gotta get a touch nasty here, um, because there was one that I had where I just had this. It, it was a fart, and it was just long and dragged out. And I even surprised myself because it wouldn't stop. And then I finished it, and I was like, I should have recorded it and sent it to Justin and Junior just to irritate them. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you should have wiped. <laughs> I was thinking it did. Of course I wiped. <laughs> but it was like oh I sat gosh. down to use the bathroom, and it was nothing but fart. And then at the end, it was like a couple little pebbles, you know, like like dehydration, I guess, or whatever. Dehydration. Well, you know how when you get dehydrated, you have like rabbit poops where it's like little balls that come out. I guess that's that's the sign that you're dehydrated if you get that. Well, the more the more you know. I never uh, thought about it medically. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was it. Was just that one was a that was a funny moment. Like I was actually chuckling to myself in the bathroom, and Sarah was like, "What is wrong with you right now?" I mean, I know you said you didn't have any like serious symptoms or anything but is there anything that's like lasting i know a lot of people kind of get like a a cough that lasts or they get like a they can't think the same for a while well see that's what's hard for me i mean i returned to work and i didn't have any trouble thinking or anything like that um i never had a fever the whole time but as far as like the coughing and congestion go throughout the time that i took off to quarantine the temperature was kind of going up and down and actually right now we're getting up to the 50s and then tomorrow it's going to be 60 something my allergies are already freaking out so i can't say if it's just my normal shit or if it's covid causing it it's hard to say because i'm like that anyway yeah allergies out here are bad i i get terrible allergies i i would say i feel normal i mean when i had covid it's hard to explain. I felt a little different, but I never felt sick. And I maybe had like some awkward feelingness or something like that for maybe two or three days tops. And then it was just back to normal. In that time, right? You had to quarantine. You had to sit there. What was Tyler's life like? <laughs> I, I mean, in did you try and like learn anything new like what happened when you were under quarantine during that time 
me and my cousin were developing the Minecraft server. We were working on it a little bit before the quarantine. And then the quarantine happened, and I'm like, well, I have a shit ton of time. So me and my cousin finished the server and then officially opened it. So that may be my my big accomplishment during it. As far as actually going out to learn something or accomplish something in real life, no, not really. <laughs> it was a lot of me spending time at my computer. I was I was doing a little bit of tech support over the phone for work and most of it was Minecraft and if I wasn't doing that, I was playing with Chloe a little bit. I I, I called it a mini vacation and an isolated mini vacation because I couldn't leave my house. <laughs> and yeah, that's just all it was for me. It was not to say no big deal, but for me personally, it was no big deal. Hey, whatever happened to all your mountain bikes, man? You went on like a mountain bike buying frenzy. Oh, I, I got a closet with two mountain bikes in there and I just haven't felt the desire to ride during winter. Well, I mean, that was you bought those before winter. Well, I rode them quite a bit. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, I did some riding. Um, Not really off-road mountain biking. Not a whole lot of that, but um, there's a place I like to go, Wolf Lake and Hammond. Um, it's just a nice path. I take the I take the bike path and I go all the way up to Whiting and I ride down the lakeshore. And then there's a big loop you can take back. That's like one of my go-to places just to get some miles in. Um, and then we had a couple of places. There was one trail. I can't remember where it was, but there's one portion of it where you go down. And all of a sudden, off both sides of the paved path, there's dirt hills that go up and down. And I was just messing around in those for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I've been riding, nothing extreme, but I have at least been using my bike. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be something to learn new once you start hitting the mountains again. <laughs> and the last time we went, it was just kind of like a, a shit Everyone show. Everyone <laughs> said the long-term effects of COVID possibly affect your heart and your lungs after the fact. Yeah. So I'm hoping I don't feel any aftermath when I start doing those things. Right now, I feel okay. Um, my brother, he wants to do a bike ride tomorrow. I don't know if we're just going to go on some paved path or if we're going to go back to that one place with a little bit of trails, but he wants to do a little bit of riding, so I'm hoping when that happens, I don't get any like winded feeling or anything like that. <clears throat> but I guess we'll see tomorrow. Hmm, yeah, it's supposed to be like 60s tomorrow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it, those 60s. I'm we had like tootie weather. <laughs> we had like an Arctic winter for like two weeks, and then it was just like, all right, guys, see you later. <laughs> oh, I I did play with my the RC car that I was showing you guys um a little bit before. I did a couple of extra things with that finishing touches. I got it all completely working. How's the, how's your online sales business going? Don't you sell them online? Um, well, my dad has an eBay store. And we basically all have a part in that. Uh, we were selling RC car stuff for a while because I met a lady at work. And and a little bit of a sad story for her, but her husband died and he was uh, really big into RC cars. And she didn't know what to do with the lot and, or, what, or anything. She was going to have people come and evaluate it and sell it and, or do whatever with it. And I just kind of told her I'd take care of that and... 
basically spent probably a few thousand on all the shit in her basement. And then I, you know, some stuff I kept some, I used parts to like make some of my RC cars better, but the majority of it ended up on eBay and most of it's already gone by now. Mm, That's cool. But we do, we do like liquidation websites really. Um, the most recent one we just bought, my dad actually bought blind. He bidded a dollar per pound, and it was two pallets that added up to about 1,200 pounds. And we didn't know because there was no manifest, so he literally just bidded by weight. Bid by weight. I said bidded. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, he bid by weight, and, of course, we won it because no one else was bidding because there was no manifest. But when we got it back, we ended up getting... A lot of air fryers, which is like, eh, I mean, they're selling, but they weren't too exciting. But then we got a few, actually a good amount of DJI drones, which we might still have a couple of them left. I bought one off my dad and kept it for myself. It's pretty awesome. I love flying that little thing around. Um, That was one of my COVID things when I was quarantining. I opened up the front window of my apartment and I launched my drone and I flew it out the window and it's got like the P the POV camera. So you can see the live view as you're flying. So I was, Oh, so you're being a creep. No, I was just going around. I was looking (laughs) over the field, seeing what everything looked like. The thing can go almost a mile out. So I was taking a big lap around town, just looking at it from an aerial view. And then of course the battery started going low. So I brought it home but uh, I mean, yeah, just uh, doing my doing my nerd stuff that I can do without infecting other people, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, drones are cool, but don't they have like a lot more restrictions on them now? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't apply to, out here in the region, but they I... actually do apply. Oh, um, they do. <laughs> the, drone, the drone that I have is it's the DJI something mini. It's it's the smallest one that is it's just on the border of passing for me to legally fly it with no restrictions. Of course, I can't go like near an airport or anything like that, but I don't have to have a license. Anything bigger than mine, you have to register with the government and you have to get a permit to fly, which it's not hard to get. You can get them. But if you're caught flying a drone of a certain size without a permit, you can get into some pretty decent trouble with that. Mm. So it's well, at least you're in your house, too. though, too. <laughs> well, you're laying low. I mean, I'm sure they have stuff to trace signals and all that, but either way. Well, that's the thing. Like my drone, like I said, I don't have to register mine because it's just below that limit. So it's like the perfect little drone if you're doing like an at home project or, or maybe you're filming something at home or something like that. You can throw that drone up in the air and technically you're not supposed to go over so many feet, which I've taken mine over that height limit. That was kind of funny. I wanted to see how high my drone went and I made it to, where was I at? I was around something like 1200 feet and all of a sudden I lost camera view and it was, you could tell like the screen on my phone was getting fuzzy and stuff. When I brought it back down, it was there was frost and stuff on the motors and everything, so I was like, "Oh shit, okay, so I shouldn't <laughs> be going that high." 
But no, I think it's like 700 feet. You're not supposed to go above 700 feet or something like that. Does it have like an indicator on it? Yeah. It's all oh. GPS monitored. You know how high you are, how far you are, how fast you're going. All that stuff's on there. I was watching this like, um, it's called Natural Selection. It was put on by Travis Rice, who's like a pretty famous snowboarder. Mm-hmm. And they had this one competition at Jackson Hole. And what they did, they used drones to kind of like film the snowboarders going down the um, going down the hill. And it was, it was a pretty interesting like, uh, I guess like POV is the best way to say it. Or like just following them. And yeah. I wonder if that's going to take off more now. But they, ha- right. they hired like the best drone pilots uh, in the world or something like that just to like run this event. But yeah, I think it definitely yeah, added to the experience. Too, and it's pretty cool because it has a feature like you, you, you can start it up and let it hover. And then if you walk in front of it, you can look on the app on your phone. Like the phone gets mounted to the controller because that's what you use to see the live view. You can highlight yourself and you can tell the drone to follow an object. So I can highlight myself and then I can set the controller down and I can walk around the yard and the drone will follow me. So it's really cool. And it has proximity sensors and everything. So it like won't crash into trees or stuff around it, but it just kind of like hovers around you. And you can tell it to like do circles around you, or if you just want it to stay in front of you and like move when you move, it it just does all that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've heard it does, but they at this event they hired like the professional pilots. Oh, I'm sure they had some crazy stuff going (laughs) on. Well, when you see like the dirt bike races or the X Games, sometimes you have the people that are flying down the hills real fast and all that kind of stuff. You'll see ropes going that are actually guiding cameras. But yeah. when you see the ones that are like aerial views and they're moving really fast, most likely you're looking at a drone. And those are, I've always thought those are really cool. And I'm just imagining you have to be a pretty skilled, I, I guess we'll call it a pilot, <laughs> yeah. to man that drone that well. So what other restrictions uh, are, are there essentially? So like, are you not allowed to... Uh, fly drones around like public areas or what are we talking about here wait before you answer that does the drone come with like a booklet that's like hey don't do this (laughs) depending on what drone you have like my dad's drone his is a bigger one he had to get it licensed and you know he have his he has a little card and everything for it when you launch the app it asked him for the serial number of his drone and it would not allow you to start the drone until you put your license number in. Hmm. So the drone would sit on the floor worthless. Um, As far as restrictions, you can fly a drone in a public place. Like I can go to Lemon Lake and I can fly my drone around. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, It's more controlled by the people there if they want to allow you to do it or not. Now, of course, don't try it in an airport. Don't try it at a government building and, you know, stuff where you have to get permission to walk into the front door. They're not going to like you flying a drone over the roof. (laughs) And as far as like I already mentioned the height limit, I think there's a restriction on how far you're supposed to be able to go from what they call your control base. That's where you're standing manning the drone. So if you're too far away from yourself, there I can't remember the number, but you're in, 
you're not allowed outside of a certain radius, which mine can't go out of that radius anyway, so doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, the restrictions is for the little drones. There doesn't seem like there's that many because they're not that capable. Uh, for bigger drones, the bigger you go, the higher tier licensing you have to get. Um, depending where you are, sometimes you have to call into your local air traffic tower and get permission to fly. Um, but if you're just in your playing with your little drone like mine and you're in a residential area, you're just at home, you can pop it up in the air and not have to worry about anything. How would you compare it to like flying something on your Xbox or something? Honestly, it's, I mean, the buttons are different, but let's say you're flying a helicopter in GTA, it's not much different. The drone that I have, it's GPS controlled. It knows how high it is. It knows where it is. It knows how to balance itself. Basically, you push the joystick and it starts moving in that direction. There are drones out there that most drones have some type of a balance system in them to keep them upright. But there are drones out there that you actually, like, if you mess up the way you push the joystick, it's just going to fly and lose control. Or, like, mine compared to my dad's. My dad has proximity sensors and everything. He can fly at full speed straight for a house, and it'll stop before it hits the house. Mine, it's just going to crash. Like, I have to pull the brakes myself because it doesn't have proximity sensors, but it has all the leveling control and GPS control. So it doesn't know how to not crash, where the more expensive ones, they know how to not crash. <laughs> Man, I, you just reminded me of something. I was at a bar, and they were showing drone races one time. And that, it was so crazy. Just like, the, the obstacles were kind of like gimmicky and whatnot, but just like watching these people maneuver through everything. Have you, was... Were they the ones that were kind of wearing like the VR headsets? Yeah, I think so. And they, there was a bunch crazy. of lights on the drones and everything. Or yeah. maybe it was the course had the, like a bunch of like neon lights and whatnot. Yeah, those are crazy. And they're going fast. Yeah, man. <laughs> you remind me that when you said your dad. I don't know speed numbers, but when they watch the videos and you watch them fly past the light pole, I mean, it looks like they're doing 100 miles an hour. Zoom, gone. <laughs> you know what? I think they have like the the speed of it down at the bottom somewhere. I think they usually give like all the info that the person's getting. I would have to pay attention to, if I looked at one again because, yeah, it did, really looks like they're cruising. Yeah, it was like the Drone League racing or something. On e I think it was ESPN that they showed it. I can't remember. Hmm. Yeah, I know that the – I think it's for like New Year's or like 4th of July or something like that. Um, I forgot where too. And I, I don't know if it's – I'm trying to think. Sorry. But anyway, they do like this drone sort of like thing of like a fireworks show, but like a light show with drones. And like they make um, certain designs of like, uh, how would you say? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Have you? Um, have you? The drones are the drones are crazy looking. The, the specific video that I've seen, the drones are like little towers. They're a tower that's maybe two or three feet tall but then it's like maybe a foot square and it just has a bunch of like led lights inside of it they they go straight up into the air but they turn the lights on and off and they move the drones up and down but there's a huge grid of them out there they're like there's like a hundred or 200 you know bunch of them out in the air 
and they all bounce up and down and turn their lights on and off and they they can you can play a, a motion picture scene up in the air if you got a complicated enough setup it's super cool i believe i'd seen it actually like in a chinese new year or something like that when uh they were like showcasing like a video of it or something like that and they had that like whole light show and it was like making all these cool unique designs and um yeah again like drone technology and where we're going with it is pretty cool i mean what we had just a couple of years ago the idea of uh, amazon wanting to deliver packages via drone no uh, they're still currently working on it yeah but i mean i just haven't really heard much uh on it recently but um i remember when it first came out the idea of it and like how people were kind of worried privacy wise but i i think it's gonna be fine i when i, I was be... working for amazon um they were actually testing it at the fulfillment center that i was at and i actually had my hands in some of that testing where it's, i really wasn't doing anything important but i was bringing supplies in and out um I had to, I actually got to see a couple of the drones because some of them would uh, come into the building and they'd nick like the doorway or something like that where they're coming in. And so I'd have to go pick them up and I, I replaced blades on a few of them and did stuff like that. There was one time when I got to see the control room and all the servers running them because I had to pull out a dead server and have it replaced and do all that kind of stuff. But there was there was some crazy stuff going on with those drones. It was really cool. Yeah, but as far as like being scared of privacy and everything, I think we touched on it on in the podcast before. But if you're really worried about privacy, you gotta hide your phone because like that's like the main thing that's definitely giving away all your privacy. And then you're being worried about drones. It's like nah. <laughs> there's a very there's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of stuff that they don't tell you because they make it legal by putting it in the fine print that nobody reads before they hit. I agree. Yeah. So if you want to be concerned about privacy, start reading. Man, they they don't even have to put it. They don't even have to put it in the fine print. They just got to put it in the terms and conditions. Nobody reads them. Well, that's what I'm saying. All the stuff before you hit, I agree. Nobody reads that. There's usually pages to scroll through. Yeah, it's not fine print. So much. Um, but yeah, so. If if you're worried about privacy, don't read that because you're going to be scared of life. <laughs> um, but it, the the main thing that was holding us back when we were testing drones is safety. You know, we had drones where the GPS signal got weak and we lost the drone for a few minutes. So when that happens, the drone is supposed to sit still and go and just wait for a GPS signal to return. And if it goes so much time without a GPS signal, they have proximity sensors. They lower themselves to the ground and shut off. And then we have a tracking system that we can go pick them up with. What stops so, them from just like going down to the middle of a road? They have, there's AI control. There's proximity sensors. There's cameras and stuff. So like it can recognize a person that's standing there or it can recognize a car and mm. then like proximity sensors it knows how far away from something it is so when it loses the gps signal now it doesn't know 
what its cords are, so it doesn't know where it is. So then it switches to 100% AI control, and it lowers itself to the ground, and it looks for the biggest flat area that it can find that's within so many feet, and it goes there and shuts down. But So that was a safety concern that they were having because at the time it was going good with testing, but there was GPS problems in some areas where they had to lower down. And there's a lot of people that are saying, well, what if this drone is coming down? Is it going to hit someone in the head? Is it going to do anything like that? Because I don't know if you've ever seen the blades on a drone, especially the bigger drones, they can hack a finger right off. I mean, they're spinning at thousands of RPMs and they're pretty sharp. So they're not fun to get your, my little one isn't fun to get my finger in. And my little one is about the size of a rotor on the big one. <laughs> so you can imagine that. Um, but other concerns were, it, it, it was mostly safety stuff that's in the way right now. How fast they're going through the air, um, different air traffic. Are they going to interfere with different air traffic? When they're coming and going, when they're landing at your house to drop off a package, um, people are going to be like, well, what if my kids are playing in the yard? You know, is, is something going to happen to a kid? Is something, is the drone going to lose path or is it going to drop a package from high up in the air? You know, kind of stuff like that, that are, that they have to make sure is like perfect before they can release drones to do packages. So You would have to think too of uh, weather conditions and mm -hmm. um is my package going to like get blown away in the wind? Like, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's going to be well, delivered sure. and then there's, yeah. there is drones out there that can fly in pretty extreme conditions, but it's for Amazon. If, if there was too much wind or it was raining, we just didn't release the drone. And then it would have to be delivered by what ground. about uh family pets, right? Like you have the, if the family cat or the family dog that's going to attack the drone. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, well, if that happened, you'd probably get a pretty hefty fine from Amazon because I'm sure there's something in the testing that says, hey, if you want to help us out with drone testing, your animals or pets or whatever have to be put away. Yeah, but, like, my thing is, like, you know, uh, without testing, I, I don't think you could hold everyone liable for what, their dog does or does not do like the you know especially if the and like let's say you're the animals just out in the front of the yard and you didn't know that the package was going to be dropped off at the specific time and then the dog attacks the drone and let's say breaks the drone then amazon's just out of luck like what are you gonna do sue the people like essentially well, you know but so that's something how, that's how the drones worked for delivering a package is we would mail you a mat and you're supposed to take this mat and unroll it and put it in your yard. And there's a whole booklet of instructions. You have to measure to where it has so much clearance. You know, the mat is like a three foot by three foot mat, but you had to have nothing within a 15 foot radius so off of every corner of the mat you had to measure out 15 feet to make sure there was nothing there or the drone wouldn't even land um and on top of that it was it talked about 
not having your pets present, um, not allowing your kids to play outside during a landing time zone, and a bunch of other stipulations on what you can't have happen during a landing. And it would go through the app on your Amazon phone. So you would say, okay, I want this item. You know, It'd be small stuff like a phone case or something like that. And on the mat is a QR code. And then a bunch of random lines that the proximity sensors for the drone read to know how close it is to it. So you you would order your item, and it would tell you what date it was going to be there. And then on that date, you would receive a drop time. And that would be when the, zone is, when the drone is going to come dropping in your yard. You would have to confirm, and it would be within five minutes. So Man, you about to get us a cease and desist. <laughs> um so when it's all public information so if you couldn't confirm the time and if let's say the drone is within so many miles of your house it gives you a message on your phone if you can't confirm that the drone is clear to land it takes the package back so there was a lot that they did to try to get around harming an animal or a person there was a lot to do with that. So it was actually really strict, and you actually had to do a lot to get your package delivered by drone. It wasn't technically the easiest thing in the world. You had yeah. to be there and alert. I'm sure it's going to be one of those, like, here's all the terms and conditions that you have to agree to to get drone deliveries. And then yeah. <laughs> no one's going to read it and be like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. see, that's my point. And I think, too, then in that case, like, if I have to... Make sure, for example, uh, I need a three-foot mat and all this bull crap. Like, I, then I don't want to do drone delivery. Like, what's so interesting about it? Then, <laughs> you know, if well, I have all these all rules the and stipulations, phase. this this is all in the testing phase. They have to see what works. The end goal is a drone is supposed to just fly out. And depending on what kind of package it is, they actually mentioned, depending on what the package is, the drone can hover about 25 feet in the air and just drop the package. <laughs> so let's, let's say it's a phone case. The drone can come over and see the mat come down 20 feet. The AI can recognize if there's a dog or a kid or a person standing anywhere within the drop zone. And if there's nothing there, it can drop the package. <laughs> or let's say it's, you know, maybe you ordered a phone. Well, they don't, they're not going to drop that. The drone will actually lower to the pad, shut off, release the package, and then you'll see it start back up and fly away. <laughs> I just, so, like, picture it, like... The way it works, because you all of a sudden you see the drone, you look up, you hear it run. <laughs> You see the flashing lights and stuff, and then your package falls. <laughs> like, I'm just laughing because, like, I pictured my dumb self, like, walking out and just getting beamed in the face by, like, a drone oh. dropping a freaking package 25 yeah. feet. Like, that was one of the safety concerns, but that's why they have, they have cameras and everything on them. And according to Amazon, there's an AI that can recognize if there's a person there or, you know, if they're, if the drop zone isn't clear, 
and then it won't do a drop or it'll or it'll return to its film it's not so uh, it's it's a beautiful then, morning and then you just get beamed in the yeah. face by your freaking toilet paper or whatever you ordered you know like, it's only toilet paper <laughs> Your phone case comes down, slicing your face off. Like, just, oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> but I could imagine it being, like, when my uh, credit card information got stolen, someone bought, like, a bunch of Amazon stuff and shipped it to my house. There's, like, oh. dildos and shit in it. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> you, wait, you're, okay, so hold on. When did that happen? <laughs> At least they sent you the products they bought. No, that was the weird thing. It was like, <laughs> why would you steal my card, buy a bunch of random stuff, and then have it shipped to my house? I don't know if that was just something like maybe Amazon picked up on was just like my billing address, and they're like, hold up. But yeah, I got like wigs, uh, baby toys, washcloths. There was a vibrator in there. What in the world? Did they like maybe alert you to how that could have possibly happened? Like what? No. Well, I knew how my car credit card got stolen, but it was from like a completely different site. I don't know how they. I don't know. I guess they just wanted some Amazon stuff, or maybe they did it as a joke, knowing knowing that they wouldn't be able to like. I guess they technically did get away with it, but yeah, I didn't get charged for anything. I took it up with Amazon and Chase. Dude, that's good. I mean, that's so random. <laughs> Getting hit in the head with a wig. Like, there you go. You're just going to get a slew of Amazon uh, drones drop, like, just dropping them like bombs. <laughs> like, uh, oh, my gosh. I think that's that's kind of funny, you know, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've had my credit card information stolen too before and how i i think it was from uh via vending machine because at the time i was always like using the vending machine at my work and stuff and um uh anyway my information was stolen and it had turned out like someone was trying to buy like these bras out in like chicago and i was like what <laughs> they're like yeah are you trying to make this purchases we're just calling to confirm whatever i was like yeah no that's that's not me and um because sentier picked up on like odd purchasing behavior and like that was one of those things that they were like huh i don't think he's out there buying bras in chicago while he simultaneously made this purchase in indiana so they you had think that was like a low-key diss Right, like, man, this guy ain't getting none. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's been single for over a, a couple of months. What is this guy? <laughs> my, my bank would do that to me all the time, but not someone else purchasing someone something. I'll swipe my card, like when I was at the hobby store. Um, unfortunately, the electronics in my RC car were like six hundred dollars, and I just don't regularly spend $600 just swiping my debit card and the guy kept on saying like dude you're getting declined and all of a sudden I got a call from my bank and they're like hey uh, you're over in where was I somewhere in Illinois and you're trying to spend uh, this much money we were trying to confirm that it's you and then I was like oh yeah that's me I'm at blah 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 and buying some RC car parts and 
Then they're like, oh, okay, we'll let the payment go through. And then all of a sudden, the guy's computer screen just said, ding, it went through. <laughs> and I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah, when you make large purchases on cards, you got to call them, like, authorize them first. Or at least give, like, your bank a heads up. It, mm-hmm. I kind of got put in a bad situation when I went to buy my Mac. I, I forgot how it all went down. But eventually, I was just like, here, just throw it on my credit card. And then it was like, oh, crap, I that. I, did, I forgot to call and like get it all set up. So Always increase the limit. The amount of times I would have uh, when I worked as a bank teller, people call and my see, the bank I worked for was kind of stupid because you actually had to come in and sign something to increase your limit. But um, yeah, well, like, it's not it's not about like the credit card limit that was a thing it was the fact that you have a limit on how much you could spend yeah, in a day the daily limit yeah that's what oh, I mean. okay yeah come I on it's like a bank teller come on <laughs> uh, well not anymore but uh i used to for what, like about a year but yeah so we would get that and then but we would get a lot of like people like getting annoyed when they're trying to make even larger purchases like because even so, uh, legally, I believe something like you were only still limited a certain amount for a limit. Uh, how would you say for increasing it like a, a day? Um, and that was like a whole nother thing, like trying to explain that to people, like they would get like super upset and act like it was my fault wanting to speak to my manager. And it was just, it was a whole thing. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you're telling them that you can't spend your own money. Yeah, and it was just like, and I mean, it's it's also right to protect them from fraud and stuff. But even though me knowing it's them, I was just like, yeah, I know it's a rough rule, like, but don't shoot the messenger. It felt so bad. But yeah, no, like as in credit card thievery, I've only been a subject. Actually, it happened to me twice. I'm not gonna lie, it happened twice. <laughs> yeah, it's happened to me a couple of times. I've never had it happen. Just jinxed myself, but <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the first time was the bras, and uh at that time too, uh what was it? I was very single, so I could probably see why they're like, This this dude ain't buying no bras or ain't nobody, you know. It's just like I was like, All right, yeah, you right, you know. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time around, I'm not quite sure uh, what exactly happened. But I remember I just got an alert and I was just like, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> and they just canceled my card for me and uh, I had to go to the bank get a new one. It's a whole thing. But with that said, I think we're at time for break. And uh, we're playing both of our sponsors right now. Um, and we'll explain to you uh, why in, uh, in a moment. Enjoy word from our sponsor. Adam Stone, a unique and talented artist hitting the alternative rock scene. Listen to him as he jams his way into becoming a new hit artist. Left from your hair. 
Listen to Adam Stone singles for free on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can follow your favorite ghost, Adam Stone, on Instagram and Facebook. Link in the description. I often find myself wondering, what's next? What lies ahead? Where do I go? How far will I go? We often think about tomorrow, but what's the point? What's the point of not looking at what we have in front of us? Why not look to the present and be grateful? Why do you run from today? What difference does it make if everything you have today can be gone tomorrow? So I urge you, live for today. Search EBXYA on Amazon today to get all of your XLR cable needs. Link in the description. And we're back from that word from our sponsors. And uh, we're trying something, okay? I know it's nearing the end of the season right we're we're getting close what we got uh march we have two more months and then we're we're at the end may may is the final uh bow on season two and then again we'll be back in september for season three and uh we'll be putting out some more again consistency uh the virus really threw us for a loop for sure um when it came to stuff uh emotionally uh scheduling wise and in everything else uh, so we do apologize by the way for the inconsistencies with our upload frequency uh definitely way more consistent than last uh last year but um we still want to be more consistent for you guys but with that said please subscribe hit the notification bell so you know when we're uploading you get that notification like hey if it's late if it's not boom it's up and uh you get that notification you can check out the episode we're also on all different platforms spotify soundcloud and itunes uh so go check us out it's all in the description below we have a link tree it's going to take you to all those sorts of wonderfulness and if you want to follow us on social media please do um yeah and you know what if you guys have any crazy stories out there in regards to uh debit cards being uh stolen and the random purchases i want to hear in the description below was it funny what would they get some gummy bears some more wigs uh <laughs> what else was it um but we are trying a uh a, a format idea and i mean if you guys can comment below as well for those of you who are listening um length uh we're thinking about maybe sticking to an hour seeing uh where that goes how do you guys feel about it um maybe if we still go over an hour it's cool but uh we want your take but with that said uh Learning new things. So I have recently been learning about accounting. And let me tell you, it's 
It's rough. I it, there's like I don't know when you when it's just it's such a learning curve for me. Like so, math for me is not like my forte at all. Like I mean, I could do basic math, but sometimes it's just like. I don't know, like when it comes to algebra and stuff like that. Accounting, not a lot of not a lot of math. I was very nervous about it. But getting into like the long, tedious like aspects of what accounting really is, uh, it can be confusing in in the beginning. And I just I mean, have you guys had this sort of pain with learning anything else new recently? Like what's what's been happening with you guys in in terms of learning anything like have you guys really stepped into learning something new and going through struggle like i currently am with uh counting yeah i'd say so i mean definitely been trying to occupy my time with Different things during the Rona. We'll see what what are some things I bounced around with. Spanish I tried to take up didn't stick too well with me. Uh, let's see, learning guitar that's been sticking a lot more. Bought a, a Telecaster that's pretty sweet. Um, let's see what else. Uh, learning to invest that's another one that's a big one. And the one thing they all have in common is just like you get in, you don't know anything, so you kind of panic. You're like. I don't know what I'm doing. And then say guitar, for example, you kind of like mess up something, not mess up, but like chord wise or playing something wise, you kind of mess up. You're like, oh man, this is so hard. I'm never going to be able to do this. And it's just that thing, that mentality of just like, I'm never going to be able to do this. That's, I feel like the hardest thing to get over when you're learning something new. Yeah. The, the hurdle essentially, right? Like you, you, Reaching that point where can you do it? Can you not? Because yeah, I mean, go ahead. Well, well, it's definitely like a physical and a mental thing. You have to say guitar. You have to get your hand strength up. You have to get your fingers uh, nimble enough to to do what it has to. And then mentally, you have to be able to get past that and be like, I I'm still a beginner. I'm a novice. It's gonna take me a minute. Yeah, and, and it's it's definitely I would say too like uh quite emotionally draining sometimes to learning something new because that discouragement right like because uh, truthfully so like you're not gonna always have the same skills like someone else for example and then you start to compare yourself and you wonder if you're ever gonna get there and sometimes. To be honest, like you, you won't because unfortunately, right? Some people are just more talented or skilled in certain things than others. Or sometimes it's just going to take you longer. And um, yeah, I I can agree with the factor of like, like I want to learn piano, right? That's something I can play a little bit by ear, but nothing too crazy, right? Like a few little rhythms right there. But to learn piano and like have to learn the notes and uh like you even said with guitar like right getting your uh hands physically uh able to reach reach uh certain notes uh that's how it is for learning piano right like you gotta get your your fingers able to uh reach other notes for me one thing that i run into with piano is like I can control and understand what I'm doing, like, 
well with my right hand, but like when it's doing another thing simultaneously with my left, like my brain goes awry. Like I can only focus on like one hand at a time. And it's, it's for me, it's like, it's kind of embarrassing, right? Like, cause I can't multitask and, uh, in that regard physically, like, cause I mean, I can multitask with other things. Like I once, and this is going to sound crazy, but like I once listened to a lecture and was playing a video game at the same time. Now, do you think like I learned the lecture? Yeah, I actually did. <laughs> I picked up on the lecture and I was able to uh, carry a lot of conversation out and um, actually talk with my professor about a lot of what I learned. So I can multitask with that, right? But like when it comes to multitasking with like, my hand coordination, it's it's all over the place. But I think it's because I haven't, you know, haven't done that much. Besides, like, what you think typing is essentially the only other time when you're kind of doing that, right? But you're not thinking of, like, two different notes. You're just thinking of, like, different lettering. So, yeah, I, I mean, the pain of learning something new is definitely, uh, it's there. And it's... Um, it's tough. I, I don't know what to say else about it. Like it's, it's something that I kind of wish wasn't there. Like when it comes to Spanish, right? I I wish that I could just pick up on it, right? Like boom, it's innate in me. Like I just I know I could speak Spanish. Like I mean, I remember at the at the time, I think we even like I mentioned to you that I was trying to learn given the factor that I'm home all the time. I remember I, I was talking to one of my friends, uh, Denise, and I, I had called her, and I was, we, we had, like, this whole conversation where I was like, yeah, I want to learn Spanish, whatever. And she's fluent in Spanish, and I was like, you know, maybe you can teach me or, like, help me learn and stuff. And uh, I just I didn't continue with it either. So I think that's another thing of learning something new, like, keeping consistent with it and like pushing yourself to uh keep up that habit if you will and i i don't know i i for spanish like i haven't been in the 100 percent mood right like it's weird like i feel like you have to be in a mood and in a want to learn because yeah. it's, it's kind of rough you know uh otherwise. well I, it's easy to forget why you're why you're doing that you know what i mean like maybe it's like oh i really want to be able to talk to family and then eventually that leaves and then you're just left with man why am i doing this it's, it's hard it's boring it's <laughs> <laughs> just always trying to remember the the motivation really yeah for me it's like i get most discouraged because like i want to do it already like i just like yeah just, no <laughs> i'm like come on like because you see other people like uh, for example, for piano, uh, I have family that's very, like, they just can play by ear. And it's just innate in them to be able to play other instruments. Like my brother, for example, he can play drums fairly well. And it's innate in him to just play drums. I get on drums, I get, like, one beat in my brain. And that's all I can do. <laughs> like I can't do anything else. Like I can't uh, go base off of a song or something, which actually has me realizing like I'm really bad with like things that have to do with 
timing. You know, like a Guitar Hero, for example, like you have to press, uh, and a lot of it is just timing. I'm horrible at it. Like, I don't know why I'm so bad. And I don't know if you guys are the same way or possibly even better. Mm, well, it sounds like you either don't have rhythm or <laughs> you're too looking too much into the visuals. Maybe. I, I don't know. I Maybe it's rhythm. Maybe it's visuals. I For me, I, I just don't know. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of something else. Like, even in video games, sometimes when they have, like, uh, I don't know, like, something when, it, when you just have to time it out and, like, like, oh, platformers, for example, right? You know, like, having to jump to another platform, but you have to understand the pattern that's going through. Like, I could understand the pattern, but then I'm like, okay, am I, I jump always at the wrong time or I can't get the, you know, so it's like I can't get that sort of, I guess, the rhythm of it, right? Yeah, that's what it almost sounds like. <laughs> I don't know. Tyler, has there been something for you that uh, has been rough to learn? And if so, like what part of that, essentially uh is it's was tough for you actually i would say most recently which i guess is not too recent because it was at the beginning of of the uh, pandemic but at work i was doing installs like installing new security systems and stuff like that well you work with the same equipment over and over again you know you install the latest panel and they all program the same. But then we were having people going on on furlough and stuff, and they couldn't keep up with everything on there. So I was um, promoted to be an advanced tech, and the next day I came into work, all I seen on my page was service calls, and I called my manager. I'm like, so how do I handle all this, you know? Like, I didn't even know it was happening. And then he was like, oh, yeah, so I'm going to need you to try service because we have too many service calls and no one to do it. So I said, "Okay." well, in the beginning, it was, I, you know, you do a couple of like newer panels where they just had a bad sensor. And I was like, "Okay, cool, I can replace a bad sensor. That's no big deal. And then I find myself working on panels that were installed before i was even born and they're still working and we still monitor them and everything and then you're like all right we got to learn that stuff now this panel's uh 30 years old and installed by nipsco and it and you're looking at this panel like so was this installed when your house was running off dc power because i didn't know what that was either (laughs) (laughs) you you had to learn the programming for those panels you had to learn how all the different parts worked and some of them were actually um, relay panels. So like everything now runs off a microchip and it runs a certain amount of code. Well, a relay panel has this many clicks and that gives you this output. And then this many clicks gives you a different output and you had to figure out how that worked. Well, that was a, you know, there's the tech supports decent, but sometimes you called and they're like, well, that's not our panel. That's a NIPSCO panel. We don't know how to program that panel. So then you're searching through Google trying to find some kind of programming sheet to see if you could figure anything out. And 
Yeah, that that was probably one of the tougher ones because it was literally I had to teach myself and somehow get my day at work finished. So that was that was one of the more complicated learning curves and there was definitely some growing pain with that. Yeah, that's always uh something that's how would you say just really rough to go through is like the pains of like starting <clears throat> even starting like a new job, right? Like you you have this fear that oh my well, gosh, am I gonna was, it wasn't my decision and I was never given a choice. It was just like Hey, here's your job list. Go complete it. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like so you're you're starting off and you you're, you say to yourself like, oh my gosh, like how am I going to uh, complete this job? Complete, you know, one hundred percent to the best of your ability. And like, am I going to do it right? Is it going to be wrong? Like, it, I I've definitely been there too uh, a lot. And one thing that I hate most too is when jobs throw you into something, right? And and granted I, I do believe in the idea that you you learn best like on the job as opposed to reading about it. But I think like at least being shown something helps. And like when a job throws you into something and they're like, All right, well, you know, go figure it out. Like I remember I working retail, it's it's a lot like that where uh they just hey do you know this answer no and they're like all right well go talk to the customer about it i was like wait 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 no 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 <laughs> and then you're forced to d- figure out like a location of an of an item or a policy based off of or returns or something like that and they just kind of like thrust you in there like just go ahead and like finish it you know um that that fears, I, th- I think that's a, probably another big part of learning something new is like the fear of actually putting, putting uh, it to putting it into place, essentially, right? Like going off and actually putting that knowledge to use. But yeah, there's that whole, uh, I guess, pain of learning is like once you've learned, for the most part that particular subject like actually putting it into play like i could imagine junior for like example like guitar like once you learn it playing it in front of a certain amount of people like you're gonna have that nervousness of messing up oh for sure and and mess up in front of a crowd (laughs) yeah i mean but even without right like like for example, um, I remember learning how to deposit checks and stuff, right? And then for the first time, just in front of a person, just one person, I was like freaked out, nervous, um, acting like I didn't know. Or I, like you have that moment where you're like, do I know how to do this? And uh, definitely that is a large pain of, of the idea of learning something new and just putting it to... out there essentially (laughs) I had some learning curves because like I said I recently set up a Minecraft server Um, I had some learning curves on if you've played Minecraft you know what redstone is Um, there's also uh, command blocks in Minecraft well we're doing a server 
on Minecraft Realms, which you can't use mods or plugins. So for like plot protection and, you know, to protect spawn so people can't break blocks and stuff, there's a lot of different things. You have to place a command block and you have to put certain code in. Um, some things need timers and you make like a redstone timer or something like that. So there's a lot of that stuff that I had to learn. And some of it took a while to get it to work. And like I'd get a timer to start and it would work for a while. And then all of a sudden we'd realize that it stopped working. And you'd have to go like underground where you had to, we called it our programming room. And we like, okay, why did the timer stop? What what caused it to fail? So then we had to try to figure that out. And you figure out that a line of code was wrong or a command was inputted incorrectly or something like that. And then you had to fix it and get it working. So that was definitely a learning curve sometimes too. Um, because any other time I've played on Minecraft, I used a mod or a plugin that just automatically does that for you. Well, couldn't do that with the server, so we were like, well, there's a way to do it. We just got to figure out the other way to do it. Stop it. So, yeah, that was that was one of my more recent learning curves, and that one went a lot smoother than at work, but uh, got it working. Another big learning curve, huh? Social media. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, and I, I think the podcast says itself is like a, a big learning curve, right? Oh, like yeah, it's something definitely. that we're developing like little by little and understanding how to grow, right? Essentially listener base and a continuous listener base and to grow a community of people, um, little by little. And it's something that is also, it's, it's tough, but I think it's also exciting as well. Like that's the another thing that like comes with learning that most people could overlook, and I mean that we've kind of overlooked is that with learning comes the excitement of uh, the adventure, right? Like it's it's almost the idea of the adventures uh, or the journey is you know more fun than actually the destination. And, um, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun, like putting this podcast together, figuring, uh, out scheduling, figuring out topics, figuring out, um, how to interact with, uh, our, our, our listener base and the individuals that are listening and kind of stick with us and subscribe. And it's, yeah. And it's also painful. It's also tough, but with, Within that comes uh, a lot, a lot of good and fun memories uh, as well. Um, but with that said, we're we're kind of at time, right? We're again, we're trying to see if we can keep to an hour and see how that feels again, because it's part of learning something new. If you guys had something uh in regards that you learned that was rough, that was tough, I kind I'm kind of curious on how you guys got through it. Where was your mental status? Where uh where were you at that point? What was it? Was it guitar? Was it like a, a an instrument? Was it you know, uh school? Was it uh, work? We would love to uh, hear your guys' take on it. Um, with that said, uh, leave that comment in the, 
and down below as well as the comment that we asked earlier in regards to have you had any credit card information stolen uh and what did they buy with it was it funny was it not like tell us your story we'd love to hear it uh down in the comment section below uh interact with each other as i just mentioned we're trying to build a community of individuals that are open to talking and having conversation um and again please subscribe and hit that notification bell if you're on youtube follow us if you're on the other platforms spotify soundcloud and itunes um but with that said we love you bye